Hello, hello, I'm Cat. God damn, boy. That was sex on fire, last one. That was a great intro. Alright, guys, it's just me, it's Homie. Uh, you know Cat ain't here. So, here's an offside chat for you. Get into it. Dad was telling me though um, that this next class of rookie quarterbacks that we're going to get in the NFL next year, it's another quarterback heavy year. Do you know? But isn't every year a quarterback heavy year? Like in terms of, all right, this even this episode's going to tell us <laughs> that they fucking have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it all comes down to like you know, if you've got a bunch of gun players who are ready for the NFL, but then they go, oh, I'm actually going to stay a year. Because we are meant to have more yeah. this year, and they all held back. Yeah, well, and like, and uh, was it Caleb, who's meant to be, who would have been the number one pick in the won draft. the Heisman. Yeah, he was, he was meant to be number one pick in the draft, but he just elected to stay back. Well, and that would have been, well, isn't it them also being smart as well? Because he's like, I'm not going to go this year because CJ's there. Yeah, you're Bryce so Young's I could, I could there. Go, yeah. yeah, I could go number four. So I might as well stay another year. That's what you want, though. Go number four. You get on a better team. (laughs) Do you want to be taken by the Colts and the Texans? No. But to be fair, I guess you get taken by a team who needs a quarterback today or yesterday. And you get back. (laughs) And you get cash. Yeah, and you get cash money. That's probably fair. Cash. All doing it for the glory. Are you... Homie. Are you a superstitious person, generally? Um, Not... Not like religiously. Yeah, <laughs> not religiously. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. I don't know what I was trying not to say. Not like all like the I time. Don't, like I don't fear it. Yeah. It was mainly cricket, but I kind of, in on reflection, I saw it more as routine. Mm, mm-hmm. And if you it's didn't like do I your routine. to do the routine, so I was comfortable. Like, like Steve Smith out. with the gloves at the pit. No, I look at them and think, fuck, that's too much energy. <laughs> Like, David Warner one shits me when he's like, he does it with his gloves. He perfectly puts them back. And I'm like, oh, just fucking tape it up. Like, I I don't, it's, I think you do, I think football, not as much. Like, I didn't get into the left boot first or any of that. I just. I don't know any of the AFL superstitions. Is it, like, what's the. uh, People are, there's, uh, there's underwear ones. Like, like people are weird. I like I knew of people that didn't well actually I knew of people that wore the same pair of underwear and then some didn't wash them I think that's, that's disgusting. disgusting I think you're just using superstition to be late like, <laughs> they're my lucky pair <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I haven't done washing like, in no. two weeks yeah it's like oh I forgot to wear them uh, I forgot to take them out of my bag for four weeks so I just kept wearing dirty ones and I had a good run but I, I, I find it more routine but like people are like left boot uh, left boot on first. That oh, okay. Hey, like, does yeah. a lot of your superstition come from like uh, your superstition is involved in sport for whatever level of superstition there is? Yeah, yeah. It's always cricket wasn't my main one. Yeah, uh, like it was always yeah left pad first, like tucking the shirt, boxing, like you sort of like have this sort of sequence of stuff, and then you, I would make runs, and then it's like oh I better do that again. <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> And then it was odd though, because you'd always discount. You get a duck, but you'd still keep the superstition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or you'd have, <laughs> or you'd have, I'm like, oh no, I didn't quite put the left pad on Probably. well yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, I started, I started on the bottom one, and then moved my way up to the top one. So I better go the other way around. And then it's like, oh yeah, that fixed it. That fixed it. That's so funny. I used to carry a coin in my pocket, but I thought, 
I, I, I would do the same. Dangerous. I'd look for lucky things, but they were never yeah. they never worked. <laughs> like I never no, ended up. No. Win. It never made yeah. me win the game or, or anything like that. Or even in routine, yeah, I, I thought like I play the same playlist, listen to this song just before I go on. You know, have my favorite socks, whatever. I don't know, but it was never luck. I mm. think it was just as you say, comfort routine, and it was never consistent. <laughs> the biggest one for me was like because. I think it, what was it? Was it like old video hits or um, rage, rage yeah. or whatever it was? Yeah, and I'd have to get a good song before I went to cricket <laughs> because that was going to be in my head yeah. as I. Yeah. I still do I that pick, before I go I, on a hike or anything. It's like yeah, the last yeah. song I have to listen to because uh, yeah. anytime you go on a hike as well, you'll be down the trail, and I guarantee something as bad as Barbie Girl's going to just keep running in your head. The, the same ten oh. seconds for about ten k's. <laughs> I love. Like I love hiking, but and I do overnight hiking. But for that first day, your brain is so vicious to yourself. Like, <laughs> like it goes on some monster journeys yeah. through some. Uh, oh, it is a vicious game. So you're right. You got to have something there, mm. and it's like, please come back to that. Song. <laughs> please come back to that. Song. I would never want to like go on a hike after an anxious moment. Oh, I think it's good. It's a good one to do. Like, well, I just I think it, it's it's almost like the the five minutes before you go to bed, and your brain's like, "Hey, Cad, remember when you fell over in front of you in front of your school crush in year nine? And you're like, "Why? Why now?" I I, I think the beauty of it is like by the end of like the hike, it desensitizes itself so aggressively, like you cannot remember. I always say I got this mantra as well. It's like if you overthink it's like just climb a mountain because you'll forget everything because all you care about is breathing. So it's like <laughs> it's like there's push a, yourself there's to a point the brink of like, death oh, and then engage. Yeah, yeah and then you're like, oh, I do. I am not giving a shit about anything else but surviving right now. And then you really, it really does work. So climb a mountain and you are uh, sort of. It's Doctor Holmy. Take the orders. <laughs> oh, the reason I'm here all week. <laughs> the reason I was asking is um, I wanted to talk today about a couple of curses or myths or conspiracies within the NFL, and I think the probably the biggest one, if you haven't heard of it, is is the Heisman curse. Oh, I like. Yeah. I like this one. I like this one a lot. So the Heisman, for anyone who doesn't know, is the best player in college of that year it's the top award it's very highly respected it's such a big deal there's two sides to the curse so one side is that the Heisman winner in college will lose the title game after the ceremony which is not what I want to talk about I want to talk about (laughs) the one where the Heisman winner in college is doomed in the NFL and like that means like Doomed to get injured, yeah. get lost You've in the got depth a negative, chart. Negative future, yeah. a negative future. Coming. Never live up to the hype, which is the biggest one. And how, how much do you know about this? I'll be like, have you? Have you? I've actually got a, I've got a bit across it. I, I, I do like conspiracy theories. Not that I involve myself in. I'm the same. More around there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and and Americans like they dive into them. Don't they? <laughs> they becomes it becomes a part of their psyche. So whenever I hear something, I do a little bit of research. But I've also, I've actually caught a couple of little docos on them. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Untold Stories. Uh, it's a Netflix series. Is that the Johnny Football one? Yeah, they've got Johnny Football and there's another one, Matt Ateo. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But it sort of goes into the, these sort of into these sort of realms. So I've got a, I got a taste of it and I did a bit more dive from there. So Interesting. Yeah, it's good. There's a, there's a bit to this one. There's probably enough data to, to give it a good run. Yeah. So. Oh, I was at it. I was at it. speaking of you know I enjoy conspiracy theories and that type of thing. Like I think some are really fun to dive into, 
Um, and I was at a dinner with some mates recently and we started talking about it and I was like, who's, um, like, has anyone got one that they really like enjoy? Like my, my favorite one's like the JFK assassination. Cause I think mm, it's just beautiful. too fun to, to delve into, but I don't have any strong beliefs yep. on it. And I said to my mate, what about you? And he goes, oh, I've got a controversial one. I was like, oh yeah, here we go. He was like, I don't think the government should let us, uh, make us put vaccines in our body. And I was like, oh no. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no that's the <laughs> whoa, whoa. Bring yeah, that yeah, back. there's Bring meant that to be back. a fun <laughs> but it derailed into yeah. a huge, huge yeah. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that one would have been. You would have gone for the second bottle of red after. Yeah, that don't, one, don't recommend uh, bringing that one up at family Christmas Yeah, class. yeah. That went the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit more of a fan of the. Um, didn't land on the moon. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's also uh, just a flat ridiculous Flat Earthers is a good one flat too. Flat is fun. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's a cracker. But I, I just love watching the debate between those people. It's so irrational that I love it. So so with your background on Heisman and what you've seen in Untold, do you have any initial thoughts on why people don't make the leap from the Heisman Trophy into NFL stardom? Well, when I dive into a little bit, I, I, look, at, I look at it a little bit differently. It's like who's getting the awards to start with yep. and it, it it's pretty there's a bit of it's biased somewhat very political there's, it's political mm-hmm. so we we're adding these extra layers to start with it only goes to a running back and a quarterback mm. by all reports yeah, that's a there's a couple scene. of defense yeah and it goes to the best team the best pl- uh, the best player on the best team not the best player overall in the competition. So even if you're like second last, but you're a star yeah. running back, you're not going to get a look yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not like the. I. I don't see it like a AFL or NRL best and fairest, where you're the best player in the competition, even on a negative, like, even board. on a team that's not the best. Yeah. This is like the best team gets their best player gets awarded. So you're just adding extra layers, and I reckon. I reckon that's where it sort of. That's where I get a little. So you can get some odd cats if you do that. Yeah. If you're going after, it doesn't open the field up and we get some personalities. I think like when I was looking at it and my main thing is expectations. I think that's hugely, it's a a boringly, that's exactly what I think it is. And ego's got to be up there because as we've said before, if you've come out being the guy who gets the Heisman, you are the king of college and there is... Probably like like I don't I don't even know I think Super Bowl MVP or is lesser than the Heisman in culture terms in America. The Heisman is so yeah. highly regarded. You come off being the king. Let's say you go first in the draft. You end up on let's say the Texans, and you get your butt kicked for about three to four years. And that's what happened to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he wasn't a Heisman winner, but he came in, got drafted to the Jags after being probably one of the most winningest players in college and in his high school career. And he lost for just two straight years. And you can see how someone can doubt themselves and get lost in the system. It's the comment, you add expectation. Mm. So it's like you win this award, then your expectation go into draft day. You get drafted, you go into a club where you're supposed to be, every fan and the club itself think you are going to be their player. Yeah, Yeah, their saviour, that's a better word. Yeah. I know they have a lot of confidence, but I don't know if they always have the skill set. Like. Not, not yet. And I, I noted something I thought was interesting when I was, I was reading up on this. People talk about being undersized as well. And I think going up to any level, it makes sense. Like in basketball, I was told early from a coach, like I was the big man, like 6'2 yeah. or whatever in high school. But then like, they're like, yeah, if you want to go up any further, 
you're going to have to learn to be a ball carrier, which is the opposite for my position and went to the smallest guys on the team. Because if I went up another level, I would start to become the smallest guy on the team. And I was like, oh, well, I wish I started training about this early. I'm not going to be competing against 6'6 blokes anymore with my you know same old tricks. And so if these guys what, come up to the NFL up? and they're versing some monsters. What's that old saying? Like um, you want to be a, a big fish in a small pond yeah, type yeah. thing? Like, yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is this one works really well for this situation because they're a big fish in college. <laughs> they're sharks but in like, the NFL. <laughs> oh, and, and I think also when there's a status on a certain player, you think about the defensive players. Oh, yeah. Like... There's a bounty on yeah, it. Right? There's a genuine bounty. I think right? that well, like we I think we've noted on that in the other episodes yeah. earlier where it's like Joey Bosa or Max Crosby or Aaron Donald are looking like mm, chum. Like I'm just going yep. to destroy yep. these rookies. <laughs> I genuinely just want to talk about that a little bit as well. It's like the college culture. Yeah. It feels like there's no rules as well in college. Like it's like success, mm. we'll let you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think that adds to it as well because it's like, I guess you go from this like cowboy state and then you roll into this professional world. Yeah, right? no gambling the facility. No, yeah, no. And, like and all you, these. You and get like, money for the you? first time as well. Like, let's yes, talk about they, Johnny Football a little bit later, but for that exact reason, it's like you've gone from zero to, well, hero with no money to hero with she tons of money. And. Yeah. No skills on how to act and perform in the real world. Plus, you probably just became drinking age. <laughs> like, it's a terrible time. Oh, yeah. To... You're going to add that in as well, don't yeah. you? Fresh on the booze. Yep. Like, you get to go clubbing. Nah, surely, nah, surely they'd be up and about. Oh, they would be, but chase. I mean, they can actually yeah. go clubbing and not be called out Hit for the a casino. fake ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to Vegas properly. Yeah. Oof. Well, as we've said, it's a problem centre for the NFL. It's a problem centre. It's a definite problem centre. So, I was looking up the Hall of Famers. And these are the guys who were Heisman winners and made it through. So curse breakers, I would say. Okay, so should we start? Like, it's a pretty old the Heisman. What was it's from the sixties, right? So we've got a pretty big sample pool. Yeah, 70, 80, 80 odd players. It would be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah. like, so it's a big sample. It goes pool. down to like yeah. Barry Sanders. He's obviously yeah. great. Uh, Marcus Allen, Earl Campbell, Tony Dorsett, Roger Storback, uh, OJ Simpson. Cursed or not cursed? Oh, I did. I was when I, I was like, how do I put him into this? Because I, <laughs> I just want to talk about him because it, it's a he's an interesting cat. I don't think we can put like, it all on the Heisman. <laughs> Allegedly, like, but but is it a delayed Heisman curse? Like, is it, <laughs> he caught up with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like brought him back down after having a pretty decent career. Yeah. So, and, and then I think the most notably cursed players. You mentioned Johnny Manziel, yeah. RG3 or Robert Griffin III, Tim Tebow, Sam Bradford, um, two of which, and as most uh, cursed Heisman players, end up just becoming college commentators. Yeah. So they're all on the panel. <laughs> That's true, there. actually. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go back to where you weren't cursed, I guess. Uh, Cam Newton, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I think I don't know if he's cursed or not, but I just want to put that no, out. No, I reckon he had a good career. He did. Like, he did. He, he did just come out on an interview, I think, a couple of months ago, and he's like, there's not 32 quarterbacks that are better than me in the NFL. Oh, good one. And the guy who was like assisting on the interview was like, no, Cameron, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> look, look at his highlights, though. He, um, 
He was a Superman. Yeah, man. He uh, was. It was really fun yeah, to watch. Play. I'm not. I, I'm not putting him. Nah, I think. He, I think he's a positive. Okay, okay. I think he's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. so currently, because we'll bring it back to the current, and then I want to talk about who's currently cursed. Yes. So we've got the current curse breakers: Joey Burrow. All things going well there. Yeah. Derek Henry, about to finish his great career. Not a not a issue. Oh, but just a little one there though. Mm. So Christian McCaffrey came second to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, bit weird, right? Maybe, maybe it just helped him avoid any <laughs> any curse. Yeah, I think he's happy. He's happy. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be a problem. But we, we move on. We move on. Lamar Jackson, not yep. worried about that one. Currently, curse players, Kyler Murray. <laughs> yep, I, I feel like I want to put him on the curse list. Oh, he's he's in big trouble. And the most notable one, Baker Mayfield, for sure. I reckon yeah. he's coming yeah, down the list. Did you have? Do you think Marcus Mariota? Yeah, I thought him? Marcus. He didn't live up to the hype. I think that's there. It's yeah. not like a huge fall from grace. Um, mm. Yeah, it's an issue. I also had Jameis Winston there, who like you know he's played for a long time. He's the backup currently for the Saints. I think he's a good player, but like I don't know if you're the Heisman, oh. is it is it a failure to be a backup? Oh, but what about his first his first year in the NFL? So 2019, uh, threw for 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, but this is where it goes, 30 intercepts. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All in the same season. Like, That's very what, impressive. What a ro- He's achieved balance. What a roller coaster. <laughs> what a roller coaster that would have been. Oh, because I always so, thought he was a good player, and then I was like, oh, I don't actually, I, can't, I don't know where to put him. I just don't know where he is. Yeah, he's, he's flawed apparently. Yeah, he's flawed. Yeah. But, but Baker Mayfield's got to be the biggest one, and... Um, you know, there's shot jocks in the NFL media who I don't really like. They're, you know, controversial opinion type of blokes. But he did yeah. suggest that, you know, Baker should just capitalize on the brand he's got currently and go join Tim Tebow and RG three on the on the college thing. Go back to where you yeah. were a hero, make bank over there. Well, it might be his only option <laughs> if he doesn't go well this season. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I think. It, like, you know, is he just going to be happy being a journeyman and riding the bench for the next you know bunch I, of years but you know from what you've seen in your research do you reckon the curse is real like there's enough data to there's actual data I, i've to got i've it. got the stats here six of 45 heisman winners have gone to the hall of fame just six 24 of 45 so 53 percent have never been to a pro bowl which is much easier to get into and 22 percent have been chosen as number one draft picks only two of those went to the Hall of Fame. So only number one, two, twenty-two percent of number one draft picks have been to the Hall of Fame. I I had nine in the Hall of Fame from my. Research. I'm almost ten, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe they, maybe one went twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they took it, took it off. I'm assuming like, the maybe. articles were dated yeah. in different years. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you got another season. Um, well, there's the stats I liked was that there was there's even there's fourteen players that. Never played a NFL game after winning the Heisman. Yes, wow! Like that's that's definitely and a curse. Is that injury or yeah. never being drafted? I don't know the finer details, mm. but it's just the number. And then there's, I believe it was even fifteen that didn't get drafted. So this probably <laughs> that that probably rolls back to a bit older because a few went to different sports. Yeah. So like in the old days in the college system, they could you know one went off and had a 
successful basketball career and one had a baseball career yeah i did see was it tivo or rg maybe it was rg3 but i know i think they went to baseball after tivo tivo and um and Johnny Manziel actually also, also went to baseball. He's pulling a Jordan. No, no, he got drafted in 2014, but never went. What? But I saw his first pitch in that documentary when he went, <laughs> and it was shocking. Yeah, it was custard. Yeah. It was. I don't know. I don't know what he was playing. I don't know what he was playing. I, I've got a. I've got another theory here. Okay, do you want me to roll it? Please. I've got a bigger idea that the it's the nfl trolling the um college system <laughs> so, so you're launching a the, new conspiracy <laughs> yes I, <laughs> I was on the i was on the nfl website just scrolling around and i saw this is this is the attitude that the um that the nfl has towards it let me read this headline for you Recent Heisman winners who were NFL disappointments. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the article leads off, and I've got an I've got an idea that the NFL data sync stop sending us shit. <laughs> I don't want your political, you know, star. I also think there's a there's a bit of a. This was really highlighted between two oh three and two like two ten. Mm-hmm. Like that was when it got really hyped. This Heisman curse and. I think there's another thing around the clubs not doing their due diligence and drafting these players as well. Oh, so as in they're taking them because they're the Heisman, but not looking at scheme fit or anything like that. Yeah, and just personalities and like interviewing and different things. It's like you will probably dive into Johnny shortly, but you look at him and you think, you never would have drafted that kid. (laughs) With that attitude. and yeah, yeah. He's an animal. He's an (laughs) absolute. What was his slogan? Um, win lose we booze. Yeah, win lose we booze. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a leader. I was like, nah, you know, there needs to be a level of scrutiny here that they're going to actually be the player you want them to be, right? Let's transition into to talking about Johnny. So you you checked it out. You told me I watched it actually yesterday, and yeah. just thought it was an excellent story. Yeah. And I also know that he's like, you know, everything that's kind of wrong with sport in some ways, but I also kind of really liked him in that stupid frat boy mentality. Like it was a real hard one. There was, I, there was empathy flowing through and at times, like, but then there was a, <laughs> but, yeah, at times. And then there was that now nah, sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. And like he yeah, opens yeah. it up and he's like, I still hate the NCAA and I always will effectively. And I was like, mm. oh, okay, this isn't like remorse or anything like that. And like a lot of that was based in the fact that, college players don't get paid and especially then they didn't get any money from sponsorships or anything like that they bring in millions and millions and millions of dollars of profit to nike adidas the college everything like that um fundraising for new stadiums and he was like where's my money i want to get paid i don't work i don't train and i'm still better than everyone here which i i hate that mentality but I do yeah, love yeah. the fact that he then started to hustle. And I, by hustle, I mean not trying at sport. I mean to <laughs> hustle thousands <laughs> of dollars from people. Well, it's, it's, it's ironic that two of the um, curses are based on hustlers. Mm. Reggie Bush, <laughs> same reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so what we're referencing here is they, uh, 
Johnny's de- devised a scheme here where he could, he found he could make money by his own brand mm. and signing merch. So and selling it under the table, going to secret locations yes. in hotels, organizing yeah. these drop dead drops, you know, to to yeah. get all. The, and he was, you know, what was it? First deal he did. He went into a hotel room and earned thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, for an hour's work. Or and he's ridiculous. twenty. Like no one's tracking him. Like, <laughs> hey, how does he? <laughs> that's the other irony, isn't it? It's just like, how did they? He was flying on private jets, and... going to courtside seats, fifty thousand dollar tickets yeah. for the Super Bowl, and like you even hear yeah. a commentator go, "Geez, how did he afford those?" Like a mid court seats at the NBA, yeah. they're really expensive. Yeah. I don't know how a college student did that. And then the ultimate, yeah. when they get start to get caught initially, they conceive this lie that the family comes from oil money, which they don't oh, that was good. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it yeah. conned the whole, it conned the whole uh, media <laughs> and he got like what a half game suspension for signing something he yeah. shouldn't have. <laughs> half a game. <laughs> Man, you could have done the investigation and come back with a brief that would have put him away for 10, but... <laughs> with all the resources they've got, they've come up with a half game suspension. I just, I, I guess it was a little bit before social media and stuff, but it was still enough. Yeah, what was that? No, no, that was 2013 when he was at uh, yeah, Texas. Wasn't, wasn't the wasn't the true hype? Wasn't yeah, them. Instagram live videos and stuff. But Facebook was kicking. Instagram was off. Um, Twitter was definitely there, and he's with LeBron. Justin Timberlake, Jessica Biel, like Drake. Drake, yeah, and him and Drake are talking yeah. about how they're like they're going to be best friends for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 also weirded me out. <laughs> like that you could just be famous by association. Mm. It's uh, literally. I probably, I've got another theory as well. It's like you also don't want an NFL nickname, like no, because we had Tebow time, he didn't do too good, and then Johnny Football. Is his nickname, and I just think if you get a nickname, you're in big trouble. I love, like, I love don't. the nickname Johnny yeah. Football. To be honest, I think it's pretty it's good. Pretty and, good. And, then what, and then he's uh, he, so he's his little what do you call them gestures or and mannerisms? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's doing oh, sorry, his money. celebration. He's yeah. rubbing his fingers together, cash money yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. after the game suspension, yeah. he's mocking. Yeah, them. he's Absolutely. just yeah. doing the money. <laughs> <laughs> it was so brazen. Get, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And to give a bit of background here, so he was the quarterback at Texas A&M. So he won the Heisman. He was the first freshman to ever win the Heisman in 2012. But I think think he came in with the wrong idea though, right? I would imagine most college footballers understand that college is the pathway to the NFL where you get paid, right? Yeah. I know it would feel dirty them making a lot of money off you, Mm. but you're also... They're also giving you an opportunity to go somewhere. Yeah, like, and you know, I think that links into the running back debate we had um, earlier in the year because you work so hard through high school, through college, not paid, not paid, and you get eight years to make your money, eight yeah. years to get yours. Um, but it does, I think you're right, it takes a lot of discipline. And then what we saw in the doco, his dad puts him into this almost military-style football school. Oh, the dad was odd. Yeah, the dad Ooh, weirded that, me. That out. was hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, all this pressure. He, he was put in this military thing. It teaches discipline. He starts performing. He's always been kept pressure on him by his dad. He wins the Heisman, but that's what I mean when he gets the money, and he's got the yeah. ego, and he's only he's never been given a leash in his life. 
and he goes completely on the opposite side. Like it doesn't surprise me that all this built up and he's just ready to go F this. I'm me. I'm him. I'm going to just go off the deep end right now. The quote from the dad that kind of weirded me out the most was he's like kind of blaming like the, the college didn't. Oh, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, basically Whoa. saying that the, you know, the coaches and the college have a responsibility to make sure my son doesn't do this. You're the one who's not meant to make him just a player, but you're meant to make him a man. Yeah. And he put that on the college. And I, it's like putting. Yeah, I was like, mm, not having. No, that. that's the I'm new era that. of, as we've, you know, it's always said that back in the day, if you were not doing so well in school, it'd be like, what's wrong with you to the student? Now it's to the teacher. What's wrong with you? How come yeah. my sons raise my child? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I gave them to you, they were perfectly balanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. It was good to see him again. Um, the ex Cardinals coach, who back in the day was the head coach at Texas A and M. Um, I hadn't heard anything from him since he quit or was fired from being the Cardinals coach. Ed reportedly just jumped straight on a plane to Thailand. <laughs> like he did, <laughs> he just one way tripped it, <laughs> yeah. which I have a lot Why of not? respect for. Um, so then I guess he goes on to his NFL career. Mm. I think this is this is where this story doesn't quite add up because he gets to the big, big, big dance, drafted, and then decides I don't really feel like this anymore. Mm. So that was a bit that was a bit odd, and then he obviously they add in the substance abuse type stuff. He got a suspension it, for giving the finger, I believe. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's just he just did not. I, that's where I reckon the clash between he had the freedom of the world at college, and then gets to the professionalism of yeah, like because Cliff was I, running, letting him run wild, and like Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, oh. was saying. You know, that dark side of Johnny was what he needed to play well for us. So we just let him go, which yeah, is probably fair it. when the dad's like, you know, <laughs> raining my son yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then he gets into the NFL. Those different coaches, different game, different pressures, they're not going to let you go out and booze hard. And, and there's adults there too. So they're looking at you going, you need to get me my success. 100%. Like, yeah. Like we all you, depend yeah. on you to get me yeah, where I'm at. We need, like, it's a very different to other sports where you can control the outcome. It's like, we need you. Mm-hmm. Like, we need you to perform. And he just did. And he sort of, like, he didn't even own it as well. He, it kind of felt like he was just like, I'm going to act out until they drop me. He was a bit of <laughs> a yeah, petulant child at that point, throwing yeah. his toys out of even, the pram. Oh, I reckon the one that got me the most was when they were getting ready for the draft, though, with his manager and how they, like, basically was scamming the system like trying to not let people know he was an absolute unit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's really not great uh, let him get tried to play a better team yeah um oh, it was it was good it's a good story to like i don't know if he's doing well what's he now, doing now because his house looked amazing i assume that's his home unless he lives with his parents which i doubt he would no it was definitely it was either his or his mates but a, a sort of there was this sort of little bit that I I think they didn't get into enough was the substance stuff. Like there was this, it was like, I felt like there was this little thing saying to me, he's still, he's still on it. He's, yeah, but they, it wasn't really addressed. And I was like, I've seen a few, it's kind of strange. A lot of the, I've tried to see what, I wanted to get some other opinions from like the players of the time and they're sort of not touching on it. Like they, they're like, nah, I lived it. I don't want to talk about it. It's because, because they were there having a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) 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 but even like the popular commentators and they're like, nah, it's like, we're just going to, I don't think he's well still. Like, I don't think he's. Yeah. 
Yeah, he yeah, he's, he's he goes the way of the child actor, who yeah who couldn't handle the fame and which fair enough and, yeah. and everything came down. He just he doesn't look I well adjusted. Every, <laughs> I think everyone feels a, maybe feels a bit of guilt that the system sort of allowed. Oh, I don't know if it allowed or something, but it's like enhanced it maybe. Yeah, enhanced, yeah. I f- yeah. I think and I think there is that thing like the rules and the pressures of college are good in some level, but if when people reject them. It, it becomes a yeah. bad mixture, a bad kind of mixture of that, as we say, that ego, that money, that fame, that lack of respect, no control, no power. Mm. That generally comes from any 18 to 20 year old who's <laughs> out oh. there. But oh. it, it's just tied in with so, so much other, uh, other stuff. So I don't know. Pretty damn good story, gotta say. Yeah, I reckon jump on it, have a look. Uh, they do it a bit better than we can. Yeah. So you get the visual aspects. So. I said to dad, Instead I was of, like, oh, you should watch it. It's really good. He's like, mate, I lived it. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he, he told the line as yeah. well. Oh, dad. Oh, he's telling the line. <laughs> You're going to have to question him a bit. Yeah, more. it was like, wait, where there. are you hanging out yeah. with Johnny? <laughs> yeah. He was the other guy that was there on the private jet, wasn't he? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Offside Chat on Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. Thanks, homie. Thanks, Kat. Or wherever you are. You're wherever I am. <laughs> <laughs>